So I'm really pleased to uh, be having a conversation this morning with somebody who's relatively new to the foundation, uh, Mrs. Deborah Foot. so you're very welcome. Hello. And I wanted to start by talking about a production that you produced and directed uh, with a bunch of Year 7s uh, recently, so talk to us about that. Bonkers, <laughs> in one word. <laughs> you um, or the pupils? Oh, I think probably all of us. <laughs> With 27 girls and 21 boys, or 37 girls and 21 boys, get it right. And they were brilliant. They were creative, they were courageous. And the play was? Alice in Wonderland. Oh, what a marvellous yeah. piece of fiction. It yeah. is bonkers in itself, actually. It is, and we were able to sort of pull their iPads into it, get them thinking creatively. There were students designing costumes, making lots of props. Um, we had two year 10 students as assistant directors, um, so it was, it was a terrific ensemble, inclusive production. That's quite extraordinary, and what I love from what you're saying is how, in how inclusive it was. And I mean, you're from the world of drama, and what's, how important do you think inclusion should be in schools? Because sometimes schools aren't very inclusive of drama. For me, it's, it's vital. Um, I think it's an amazing area with so much potential and it's not I mean although I was an actor many years ago it's not about the performer on the stage it's about the support network and what you can do in telling a story um, you can change people's minds you know it's like it's democracy on a plate basically that audience out there can look at anybody on a stage mm. at any time mm. and they can choose as to be entertained or to be touched um, so it's an amazing facility and I think the children here, because they get so many performance opportunities, are really lucky to engage with all the possibilities. For me, you know, I've got a lot of Year 7, so we reworked Alice and wherever possible we were trying to maximise the numbers and add scenes, you know, I sort of was imitating Lewis Carroll at some points. <laughs> we had the Tweedles doing a croquet commentary. Oh. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, wherever possible, I was trying to add so that there are a company of people all important. Every piece of that puzzle is important. And actually, what you're saying is really what you know Shakespeare would have been doing. I mean, they yeah. had a company of players, didn't they? Yes. And yeah. they all had their roles to play. Um, yeah. And without, if you lost one, it wouldn't be the same. Well, that's the thing. That's and that was a big lesson for them because. Alongside all the skills and the creativity that you're, you're offering, you're also asking them to consider values of like commitment, mm -hmm. patience, um, dedication, trust. And with the Year 7s, when they come to this school with so much opportunity for learning and enrichment, mm -hmm. um, it's quite hard for them because they've got this sweet box and it's like, oh yeah, I have one of those, one of those, one of those. And back in January, we were asking them to commit to a play that's in this summer term. So for some of them, that was quite hard. Mm. They know, couldn't they imagine get distracted. It. Yeah. yeah, they can't imagine what the end product and is. And also two terms in the life cycle of an 11, 12 year old, yes, it's, a, it's long a long time. time. And you're doing sort of little snips and yeah. lunch breaks and after school yeah. on a Friday. So the majority of them were really committed and stepped up. But it is, it's a big learning lesson for them. And of course, are you speaking from experience here? Because um, in a previous life, you were a professional actor. Yeah, I, I went to a school, a vocational school. So for me, an average week was doing your academic lessons till four. And then you would be doing ballet tap, contemporary music, piano, flute, drama lessons. It was a packed day and the sort of end time was usually 7.30. 
that led me to going to drama college after A-levels. But while I was at school, I would dance with a Scottish ballet at 14. I was on the Russell Harty show, if you remember him. Russell Harty? There's yeah. a blast from the past. I know. I used to enjoy that show, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was eye-opening, actually, working with him. And no, wouldn't know it. Loads of you wouldn't know it. Um, and then at drama college, I left early because I met an agent who'd seen me work and said, oh, come on, let's get out scouted, were you? And um, <laughs> ended up at Chichester Festival Theatre and worked with, like, um, Edward Hall, um, <gasps> Dorothy Tootin, wow. Sam Mendes, Duncan Weldon Productions, then sort of took several productions from there to the West End. Um, I played the piano for Natalia Makarova one time, and the piano legs broke. <laughs> so I was trying to do this sostenuto, you know, mazurka, <laughs> and then the legs fell off, and I sounded like Les Dawson or somebody, you know. Oh, it was awful. Um, but a great career, yeah. Worked with Men Behaving Badly, Birds of a Feather, Punt and Dennis, Brookside, House of Elliot, Soldier, Soldier. Did you survive Brookside, or did you end up being buried under a, under a patio? Brookside. I was sort of given the boot as this um, southern toff that came and <laughs> caused a lot of trouble. <laughs> so, yeah. so you've had a really, really varied career at a very high level. What qualities do you feel you have to have to sustain a career like that? Because you're talking top-level stuff here. But I think when I started, you are so full of confidence and passion about what you do. You're a single person, you have this career in mind, and you jump out there and you don't really see failure. I mean, a big thing, I think, was when I went into auditions, realising that the people the other side of the desk, they want you to be the one mm. that gets that job. You know, they want you to be for them to be able to go right great pack up we've yeah, got that person. job done yes so just thinking like that i think helps you know you're being positive about life do you think um there's a great uh, sort of getting famous soon sort of um zeitgeist now you know they're sort of uh, i don't watch them but you know those saturday night saturday night programs about talent what's your view on that is that a, is that a, a way of uncovering untapped talent in a reasonable I way i don't think it's um reasonable in terms of a lot of the treatment and I don't think it's particularly sustainable mm. because they haven't got the underpinning of you know the support that you need to get there for all the all the work that you need to do on yourself mm. um, so I think it's it's a bit crude mm. um, so would you advocate the slower burn you know the building up your, your sense yes. of self and resilience and understanding yourself rather than just hoping to win the, the lottery ticket of success Absolutely, I think so. If you want any sort of sustainability of career, you need that. As well as like, you know, um, personally, I've had phases. You know, mm. I, I had a fantastic acting career. Then I chose to stop and support my family mm. and step out of what was starting to feel a bit indulgent as a career mm. and not particularly as, as creative as I started to want it to be. Because as an actor, you are a bit of a pawn most well, of the time. You're, you're basically saying somebody else's lines, aren't yes. you? Yes, and if you've got a, a director with a very particular mindset, they can sort of treat you like the pawn on the chess mm. table. Mm. Um, more, modern directors are much more inclusive in how mm. they work, so it's, it's changed a bit now. But then I wanted to sort of, having children as well of my own, I wanted to work in education and use the incredible sort of creative learning that's possible out of theatre and invest it in education. So that's what started happening. And I did a master's about, I suppose, eight years ago now. And what was that? In contemporary theatre, okay. which I was lucky to get a distinction for because I think I had that 
previous I don't experience. Think that was luck, actually. <laughs> was it? it was a lot of hard work. That's true. Because yeah. at the time, it felt like I was learning another language. You know, you're looking so at this is, this is a sort of classic portfolio career, isn't it? Yes, yes. And I think probably that's what the majority of your students will yeah. look to. I in think. the world we're, yeah. we're living in now. Yeah. So, um, what you're saying about what this what drama has done for you as a person uh it kind of saddens me that actually in a number of schools across the country now they're, they're not able to offer uh, mm. the sort of the, the, the drama that one would want them to um and i say that as somebody who thinks that it's very good for young people's mental health oh i think it's good for your mental health it's good for just being able to present yourself in life whether mm. that be across a desk mm. you know leading a company of people a team of people I think it's it's life skills of of team support trust. You know, there's so much attached to it. And I know that you're going to be offering some of the, your experience to our key stage four pupils. Yes, um, apart sort of after the masters, uh, my first sort of work, I fell into through meeting a friend, um, speaking skills. Yeah. In uh, in the business world, so going to computer centre and meeting a lot of very quiet gentlemen mostly mm. and trying to get them to sort of big up and share their knowledge mm. in a in a more and accessible actually, way in the world we live in the ability to communicate has never been so important no i think no and and getting harder i think for some because we're we're reacting very well to a screen and a keyboard mm. but we sort of forget that human interaction so mm. and how to connect with people yes yeah no i agree well i have to say deborah has been a absolute pleasure to learn about your life this morning um, and also to for our listeners to understand that um, if you actually believe in something enough and you work hard enough and you get the support you need you, you can, can achieve, achieve it, it. <laughs> yes. exactly yeah. and if you've enjoyed listening to this morning's um, podcast please do subscribe to Stephen Peirce podcast and hear some more and get some more insights into the, the amazing extraordinary people who are working with our students across the Stephen Peirce Foundation schools thank you Deborah thank you